Welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast, and we are doing a special series just for Advent, where every day for a few minutes, we will come into your earbuds and share with you biblical truth, bringing hope, and pointing you to Jesus during this Christmas season. It is going to be so good. Let's dig in. Woohoo! Let's get this party going, friends. We are on day eight of the Advent series that we're doing here at the Abundant Woman Co. And so this is our last day. We've done seven other days of Jesus, the names of Jesus and celebrating the names of Jesus during this Christmas season. So this is our final one and you're about to find out why. Why do you think? Because today we're celebrating Jesus, the resurrection, and the life. Our verse in, that we're going to study and focus on today is John chapter 11, verse 25. And we're going to read it, and then we're going to dig in deep because it kind of happens in the middle of a story. And so we need to know what's happening in the story in order to understand why else this scripture is so important. It's, it's important on its own, but we're going to dig in a little bit. So let's do it, friends. John chapter 11, verse 25 says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. What? In this chapter 11, we start off the story with the death of Lazarus, who was Jesus's friend. His sisters, Mary and Martha. And if you're a woman, I feel like we hear about Mary and Martha a lot. There's a lot of sermons written about her. There's a lot of busy, busybody, how to overwhelmed type sermons, (laughs) but this is Mary and Martha's brother who is Lazarus. Mary is the one who also, we talked about a few episodes back where, uh, she was anointing Jesus's feet with oil previously. Um, but okay. So his sister, Lazarus is dying. His sisters, Mary and Martha had sent word to Jesus that their brother was super sick. Jesus told the disciples he was with, uh, he was with that Lazarus won't die and he'll use it for God's glory, which the disciples are probably like, what? And then they stayed put for two days. For two days. The disciples didn't honestly want him to go back to Judea because last time he was there, they tried to kill him. But they went to Bethany anyway. And when Jesus got there, Lazarus had already been dead for four days. Obviously, Martha and Mary were distressed and probably mourning. And I envision this a little bit frustrating, this next conversation. When Martha heard he was coming, she went to greet him while Mary stayed home. And this leads us right up to our verse. Martha goes to greet Jesus and says, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus in 23 says, your brother will rise again. 24, Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. He asked Martha, do you believe this? And she says, yes, Lord. Of course, I believe that you are the Messiah, the son of God, who's to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher, capital T, because she's talking about Jesus, is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. 
When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went, they followed her. She was supposed they were supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn. Verse 32 when G- when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, "Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died." Verse 33, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Friends, this scripture, okay, I can, I want to break this down so much, but we're not going to break it down all the way because there's so much in what Martha says and her posture in that. And obviously she's heartbroken. And so, and she goes to him and kind of does a blame game, but then also is not doing it in a mean way because she understands Jesus' role and authority, but then Mary, her posture was to go straight to his feet. Mind you, this was the woman who was anointing his feet with oil the last time he visited, right? And so her posture goes straight to her knees and falling at his feet. And she says sort of the same rhetoric, right? If you had been here, my brother would not have died. So they believe in Jesus. They believe in his power. They know that he can heal people, but they don't quite have the faith to know that he can resurrect people, which is coming, right? Um, And then verse 33, I love too, because when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, does it say that he was like, get beneath thee, go away, you're so annoying. Does he say any of that? No. In fact, he was so gentle with both of these women because like Lazarus was his friend, but also it says he was deeply moved in spirit in trouble. Friends, we think God is so big and he is so eternity and he is so amazing and wondrous and it's all good. This verse reminds me of the humanity of Jesus, that Jesus being God was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. I love that because Jesus was moved (laughs) and we pray like, Lord, move my heart for what moves yours. Or sometimes I've heard that Um, I've heard people like think of God less human and more God, but this makes God or Jesus human. Like he's, his humanity is showing here. That's what I'm trying to say. His humanity is showing here. And I love it because he loves us so much that he's deeply moved in spirit and troubled. He goes on to say, where have you laid him? He asked, come and see my Lord. They replied, verse 35, again, his humanity, Jesus wept, Jesus wept. Also, fun fact, that is the shortest scripture in the Bible. If you ever need a trivia answer, it's right here. Verse 35, Jesus wept. Then verse 36, then the Jews said, see how he loved him? And I have no doubt that Jesus did love him. It said he was a friend. Lazarus was a friend, right? And so I love that he's being an example too, that he's mourning his friend, but he's not quite mourning because he comes back and says, well, some of the guys in the crowd first say, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? And then Jesus, once more deeply moved, friends, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's a bad odor, for he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, nah, girl, I don't want to smell that. Is that what he said? No. He said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? I feel like at this point he's a little bit annoyed, but that's just Sam's interpretation. But they took away the stone. Then Jesus, listen to this, friends. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. 
But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. (laughs) Verse 43, when he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Y'all, he didn't need to say anything. He could have snapped his fingers. He could have said it in his mind. He didn't have to pray to God. I love that the first thing he did was thanking God, which that can be a whole little sermon on prayer, but we'll get maybe a different day. And then he's doing it because he wants the others to believe. He cares about their belief and unbelief and their faith. And then he didn't even have to call a voice. I mean, he's Jesus. He could have just been like stomp a foot or throw a rock and Lazarus could have said. But instead, again, for those who aren't believing, he says, Lazarus, come out. Verse 44, the dead man came out. His hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Okay, friends, we read a lot of scripture in this because you can't just take out this one scripture for this. You need the whole story. Plus, there's two points I wanted to make with this story. One is going back to Jesus is the resurrection and the life. To know Jesus is to know resurrection and life. To have Jesus is to have resurrection and life. Apart from him, there can be no resurrection or life. Jesus boldly challenged Martha to trust that he was the source of eternal life. She had seen him and they had heard about him healing the blind and healing the sick, but he rose a dead man, like, like dead. There was no, like, he wasn't even still warm. He was cold. They had done the ceremonious things. He was dead, dead, right? And he rose them back to life, life. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Through him, we have eternal life. Charles Spurgeon Bear me with me for this one, ladies. This is good. Charles Spurgeon says this. When our Lord said, I am the resurrection and the life, he indicated to Martha that resurrection and life were not gifts which he must seek, nor even boons which he must create, but that he himself was the resurrection and the life. These things were wherever he was. He was the author and giver and maintainer of life, and that life was he himself. He would have her to know that he was himself precisely what she wanted for her brother. She did know a little of the Lord's power, for she said, If thou hadst been here, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Which, again, being very kindly interpreted might mean, Lord, you are the life. Ah, but, saith Jesus, you must also learn that I am the resurrection. You already admit that I have been here. Lazarus would not have died. I would have you further learn that I being here, your brother shall live though he has died and that when I am with my people, none of them shall die forever for I am the resurrection and the life. Poor Martha was looking up to the sky for life or gazing down into the deeps for resurrection when Jesus, the resurrection and the life stood before her smiling upon her and cheering her heavy heart. She had thought of what Jesus might have done if he had been there before Now let her know that he, and he let her know what he is at the present moment. He is so good, you guys. We serve a God who raises people from dead to life. A God who is and was and is eternal. A God who is life and who is resurrection. And I want to challenge you with this. Do you believe that today? Just like Jesus asked her. Do you believe that? Really believe it? He will make all things new for those who believe it, including death. That is so good, guys. The second thing, I can't help but put this in there, and I rewrote it, and then I was like, nope, the Lord's telling me to keep it in here, so we're going to get a little Pentecostal here. Number two, when Lazarus rose again, he had already been dead. Like, 
four days dead, like ceremonial dead, right? They were worried about him smelling. That's how dead he was. Meaning they had already buried him. They had already done the ceremonial stuff, but hidden him behind the tomb. He was wrapped in grave garments, had fragrance from the burial. He was bound with fabric, right? First things first, Jesus has the authority to conquer the grave. Now, then, forever. Believe it. We can call on the name of Jesus and be set free from death too. Again, do you believe that? Also, some of us need to walk up out of our grave clothes. There's a Belonging Co. song that I love, and I will throw it on. Maybe I'll throw it in the show notes too. But some of us need to stop dancing in the grave. We need to stop tiptoeing around the grave and get out of the tomb. Leave death behind completely. Take off the grave clothes and move forward. In the most important sense, our grave clothes represent our unbelief or whatever holds us back from believing in Jesus and from receiving salvation and eternal life. Leave the tomb. Leave the sin, the drinking, the lying, the doubting, the whatever it is. I can, the list is long, right? Rise and leave it behind, sis, because you serve a God who rose Lazarus and he can rise you from the grave too. A new life with him is what we choose. And so in order to do that, we need to get out of them grave clothes and get out of the tomb and walk. Also in this scene, Jesus tells the people to help unbind him. That last scripture, he's talking to the people around uh, Mary and Martha and whoever was there. We need to be sure that we are at work helping to set others free. Maybe we're free, right? We're out of the tomb. We left our old life behind. We're out of the grave clothes. What about the person next to you? We need to be at work helping to set others free, whether this is doing street ministry or deliverance ministry or ministries in your home and in your workplace, at your college, in your dorm room, wherever you are and whoever God has put in your life, you are, not you are responsible, you get to, you are responsible too, but you get to help set them free and get them up out of them grave clothes too. Guys, it is it is the best kind of work that we get to do when we help disciple and mentor and use our story to pour hope and life into others, when we speak truth to people, even when it's uncomfortable, when we pray for people, we go to the war room on others' behalf, right, interceding for them, we get the pleasure of doing all of that, and it is so good. So this 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 episode might be one of my favorites, but we're going to end with Jesus, the resurrection, and the life. In verse 25, John eleven twenty five, 25, it said, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they may die. He is the resurrection life, friends, not only for ourselves, but for our friends and family and the, all the people that are in our circles too. Okay, friends, I hope this blesses you. Again, come play on social and follow us and be sure to share because because some of these people need to walk up out of them grave clothes, friends, and we get to be the ones to share the message and the good news, especially during Christmas. What better time? All right, until next time.